I'm Will, and welcome to the World Class Podcast from the University of London. In this episode, our Associate Director of Student Experience, Joe Harris, talks careers advice with Liz Wilkinson and Laura Brammer, who are Senior Careers Consultants with the Careers Group, University of London. They discuss careers webinars and drop-in sessions, themes in offering careers advice to students across the globe, our career planning micro-module, any career planning positives that can be taken from the current global situation, and the best pieces of careers advice that they have ever received themselves. All the resources mentioned in this podcast are available for current students to access through the student portal. Enjoy! Welcome uh, Laura and Liz to the World Class Podcast. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. Before we get into our discussion today, first, I just want to thank you so much for coming on to talk to our listeners about all the fantastic resources that are available to them in and around the careers and employability sphere. And I also know that as well as talking about some of these amazing resources that you have developed, you're also going to give us some insight and some advice for our students, which I am sure will be really, really helpful to them, especially during these sort of difficult times um, we're living through globally with the pandemic so firstly before we get into all of that I would really just like to share with our listeners that just if you wouldn't mind a little bit about your backgrounds and how you have come to be teaching and supporting our students with careers provision at the university if I can start with you Laura just a little bit about yourself it'd be great for our listeners thanks Joe, and hi everyone thanks uh, for listening in um so I've been a senior careers consultant with the careers group University of London for 17 years which has flown by because I absolutely love this job um, and I love it because it's a great opportunity and it's a privilege to be honest working with University of London students both undergraduates and postgraduates both on an individual basis but also working in, in small groups and helping them develop their career thinking and help prepare them for job applications and job interviews and reflect on what they want to get out of their career experience. And I've been working with University of London Worldwide students since uh, 2018. And it's been some of the best work I think I've ever done because the beauty of working with our distance learners is that obviously they're an incredibly mixed cohort so you know in one session we might have uh, students from you know several different continents at different stages of their career development studying a a wide range of programs and yet there's still commonalities and we can still learn from each other and uh, support one another so yeah it's it's been an exciting time and thanks again for the opportunity to do it. I mean, it's been great um, having you work with our students. I think they've got so much out of it. And I know you both have done so much. And Liz, if I can just ask if you can share with our listeners a little bit about yourself. Hello, everybody. I'd like to really endorse what, what Laura says about the reward and excitement of the work that we get to do with you all. But to say I came into this 30 years ago. Um, From a commercial management background, I really enjoyed managing staff and was interested in people's professional development. So I decided that that I would qualify to give people advice on their careers journey. And it's been a fascinating 30 years. So most recently, um, I ran a career services director and then I decided that I wanted to make the final decade of my career working back directly with students again. And I 
was lucky enough to work with Laura on the Coursera Careers Employability Global MOOC in 2014. And that really whetted my appetite to work with people all over the world. So, of course, when I was looking for an area to work directly with students, it was obvious that I would jump at the opportunity to work with the University of London distance learning students. And it is just as rewarding as Laura says. It's a pleasure to work with you all. I've got a smile on my face as you've both been talking because I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, Liz, one of the things that um, we, uh, as, as a provision that we uh, provide regularly on a weekly basis at the moment, are careers webinars. Um, what can students expect from a careers webinar session with you? It's such a good question, um, Joe. So I hope what I always hope with our webinars, and we do them across a whole range of career development and professional development topics, ranging from developing your assertiveness all the way to working onto your CV and many topics in between. But I think what the common threads are is that you can expect we hope to have some up-to-date content that, that Laura and I have curated that, that references the job market and work as it is now we always, and as it will be in the future. So we hope we give you really high quality content. We hope that, that it's also practical and that you will go away with something saying, well, this is what I can do differently. But most of all, and I think particularly distinctive in the University of London distance learning webinars is the way you will meet other students and you will actually be part of the student community where you are sharing your careers questions and learning not only from Laura and I, but also from each other. As a student said to me um, only yesterday, the webinars have become part of my University London support system. So we hope that we seek to create an engaging, dynamic, supportive learning community at every webinar. Thanks, Liz. And, and if I can come to you, Laura, I know as well as the webinars, you also run drop-in sessions. Um, how are they different? What can the students expect from those sessions? Yes, so the career drop-in sessions, which have proved to be really popular, are unlike the webinars where we've, Liz and I have got a set of material that we want to share with you, interactively, of course, the webinars, the drop-ins instead of to the webinars take a much more kind of organic approach where basically Liz and I are just there for you to pose any careers-related question you might have. Um, it's kind of a group coaching session, really. It's almost getting people in a virtual room to share their thoughts, uh, their reflections, ask any questions they have, whether they're, as we sometimes describe people as career starters at early stages of their career development, or whether they're career developers. There are students who are often using their University of London distance qualification to enhance their current career trajectory, or indeed career changes, which are sometimes students with a lot of work experience who might want to use their course to re-pivot their career direction. So wherever you are in your career journey, it's a chance to come and, and ask us questions. And we've gone for a blended approach. So we have some general career drop-ins where students can ask literally anything related to career and employability exploration. And then we also have had some themed career drop-ins as well around really common topics, things like how to design a, a resume that's effective, how to perform well at interview, etc. And they've been really fascinating as a kind of opportunity to see, as Liz was talking about, the peer-to-peer -peer supports. So sometimes, you know, several opportunities students have said to me in the sessions, you know, someone else has asked a question that I didn't even know I wanted to ask, but hearing someone else, even if that's someone doing a completely different programme to me based in a completely different country around the world, 
you know, the pennies dropped and it's made me think, yeah, I've always wanted to know that too. So, yeah, they've been really exciting to be involved in. I mean, you know, touching upon what you said there, I mean, careers can obviously people thinking about their own careers, they're obviously quite, that's quite personal to, to them. So, you know, you've mentioned it a little bit about the benefit of being in a group career discussion and or, or a webinar or a drop-in session. Is, is, is that the benefit or are there other benefits as well? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they're not only getting the benefit of hearing each other's questions and reflections, but they're also getting the insight into the up-to-date labour market information that Liz and I have as, as careers professionals. I think they're also getting the benefits of our experience in terms of understanding how different sectors function. And of course, most recently, I mean, lots of the drop-ins and indeed some of the webinar content has been around the shifts that we've seen in labour markets because of the pandemic, the shift to wholesale remote working, for example, and thinking about what does the recruitment landscape look like now for our students? How are they going to navigate their way through? Um, and certainly being able to give opportunities to students to explore that together has been really positive. Um, Liz, what do you feel the difference is um, between, um, you know, students reading about careers um, as opposed to students talking about careers? There are things, as we all know, that you need to sort of reflect on personally in a quiet space. And we do provide some resources to help you with that. And yet, like Laura, week after week, I see light bulb moments and students um, talking to each other, catalyzing each other, cheering each other on. Um, hearing about other people's experiences means you think it's not just me. And I think often, you know, navigating career change or perhaps sometimes people are applying for jobs and coming across rejections. It can be quite a tough process. And I think we all know that when you're doing tough things, actually hearing about other people's experiences, getting their ideas, realising that sometimes particularly in a COVID-19 world where we've all been a bit more isolated. I think it is that emotional encouragement as well as, I have to say, as I saw just the other day, real practical problem solving. We all know that it's sometimes easier to solve other people's problems than your own. So hearing people say, well, why don't you try this? As, I, as, we, as Laura and I frequently see in the chat box, I think you open up yourself to the strength of the group mind. And that, I think, is a part of the benefit of the webinar environment. And, and you know that we, because you talk to students all over the world, you know we've got students in 180 countries. Um, do you notice um, common themes in careers and employability related questions that you get asked in your teaching when you're doing these webinars? OK, yes, it's a really good point, actually, about, well, what are the, the commonalities? And I think it's similar to what Liz was just saying, you know, wherever people are and whatever stage of their career, they're still essentially moving through similar processes of trying to make a positive impression, trying to articulate what they've already done as well as what they would like to do and presenting themselves in a way that shows that they are going to be added value to that 
employer, whether that's a tiny, you know, startup or whether that's a multinational. So there are really common kind of questions around often how to market um, changes of direction for certainly those students who are looking to make a shift in their career. But also a webinar I did recently, it was sort of Mind the Gap. It was particularly aimed at career starters who are trying to get a kind of entry level role or their first graduate level role and they're being asked for experience that they just don't feel they have and how can they how can they bridge that gap and I was talking to them about often it's about reflecting on what you've actually done and repackaging that more effectively. So whether that's what you've done in your community, whether it's what you've done for family business, whether it's volunteering, whether it's aspects of your studies, because essentially I'm increasingly saying to our students, you're not just distance learners, but you're digital learners. And they're enhancing their digital literacy, not only during their programme study, but when they're engaging with us on our careers and employability sessions as well. And, you know, as Liz says, it's really wonderful and heartwarming to see students connect with each other and recommend suggestions and strategies to each other as well as listening to us. So they're some of the common themes that come up for me. How about you, Liz? Um, so I don't know, I would agree with everything you've said. I'm just trying to think there's anything you haven't covered, Laura. I, I think, I think that, What's most useful is if you is reducing that sense of isolation. So if I think if we achieve one things in the webinars, people go away going, it's not just me. It's not that I'm doing something wrong, but more that this is these days a complex process, particularly if you're changing career or going to a new um, direction. It needs some thought and planning and some creativity. So I think there is this sense of sort of making more clear well, what is going on here, what is your responsibility, what, what do you need to find out about the market. Something we talk a lot about in the webinars is about researching the market. So often when people um, they are thinking about their careers and perhaps are having a tough time, they obsess about, you know, do I need to change the font on my CV? When actually it may be that they need to understand how the work job market is changing, how job requirements are changing, how digital disruption is coming in, how other global forces are changing. So I think something that I think it is this sense of taking this rather from this sort of very sort of isolated, sometimes quite lonely place to more of this is a community of students who are researching the job market and planning their strategy. And I think we try and uh, spend a lot of time saying, well, you know, what's your strategy? How can you problem solve the different setbacks you might encounter? And so those become common themes. Thank you both for that. Um, I want to move us on to um, talking about some of the other wealth of resources that I know that you have both been uh, working on over the last couple of years. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about um, one of the major uh, resource pieces that we um, have on the student portal, and that is the career planning micro module. Um, in a nutshell, Liz, um, what's the benefit of engaging with this career planning micro module. Thank you, Joe. It's really a pleasure to have an opportunity to talk about this. So the career planning micro module is something that you can take about six to 12 hours to complete. You work through four topics, you complete activities, and at the end of it, um, if you complete all the activities, we certificate it on your transcript. 
and about 500 students have worked are working through the module as we speak. It's its birthday this week, so it's one year old today. And the benefit of doing it is that we based it on the fact that research tells us that if you plan your career and engage in career planning activities regularly throughout your career, then you are more likely to achieve your ambitions. So it's a structured process that focuses on the different aspects of career planning, of, mark, of market research, of career decision making, of developing your skills and presenting yourself to employers. And certainly the feedback we've had from students is that when they have worked through it, they feel much better informed about what they need to do to continually navigate their career successfully in the current very volatile job market. Thank you for that. You mentioned there as well something I just want to reiterate, and that is that if students do go through the micro module and complete the process, it is recognised on their degree transcript. And, you know, we all know that students um, at the end of their um, student journey and when they graduate, having a point of difference as well as, 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 you know, all the things that they do, having that point of difference on their transcript will stand them in good stead. I'm, I'm assured of that uh, in the career market. I think, I think it has a number of benefits. So, um, you know, it's unusual in that we, that it was set up to say to students, we really value this and therefore we will recognise it on your transcript. We do see it as an important, if optional, part of your education. It's your choice, but we encourage it. The students who have fed back to me about the course said they found that very motivating. Mm. So first of all, I think the benefit of having a transcript that the people said, well, it helped me make time for something that I knew was important, but we all know that sort of thinking is something it's hard to make time for. So I think, first of all, students have found that motivational. And then just as you said, you know, it, it, you know, it goes in your transcript. It's part of your official University of London qualification. It provides a bullet point for your CV. And then for those of you who are in work, this is something that you can talk to with your line manager or in your appraisal um, and so say, well, I've been doing this. This is how I would like to write my career. And for those of you who are job hunting, that may be something that somebody will see in your CV and it will provide a point of conversation. So we do think that by making it that little bit more formal, as I say, it's no obligation. I always say to people, if all you want to do is to browse the materials, that's absolutely fine. They're all there for you, um, University of London students. But I know just from the way that people have engaged with it, that many people have really liked the fact that there's a beginning, a middle and the end. And if you get to the end and you complete the activities, then that final point is your transcript. And Laura, I know there's a number of other resources that we're also uh, we also provide our students. Um, could you give us a bit of an overview of those that are in addition and uh, supportive of that micro module? Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, and I th I'd endorse everything Liz has been saying about how both the career planning micro module and indeed the other resources are very much around the idea of career education because. It's interesting, isn't it? Often I think, and this cuts across lots of different cultures, there's sometimes just an expectation that, you know, we learn how to do careers. It just sort of happens uh, by some sort of natural process. And in reality, uh, there's a series of activities that you can do in terms of thinking about how to build your networking skills, for example. So there's a lot of materials around sort of virtual networking as well as face-to-face -face networking strategies. There's also some content around particular skills 
skills that we are repeatedly seeing in job vacancies across lots of different sectors, whether that's in the corporate sector or the public sector or NGO sector. Um, skills that we know are valuable, whether that's in terms of presentation skills or time management skills or leadership skills. So as Liz says, you know, whether you're natural style of learning is to move through these type of materials in a very sequential, very structured way, or whether instead you're someone who just likes to dip in and out of these materials, then both are absolutely fine with us. What's important to us is that you feel that there is material that has been written with you as University of London distance learning students in mind, and that you also feel supported in terms of material that's about particular global trends as well. Uh, whether they're global trends within the finance sector or within the legal sector. And that, again, has been reflected in the webinar programme that we designed to reflect and support and enhance the content of the micromodule and the additional resources that are available too. So we've spoken about the career planning micromodule. Now, I do know that there is um, a professional impact profile and success micromodule as well. Could you... Tell us what you mean by professional impact and profile. Can you tell us what, what the micro module offers, please, Liz? So thank you so much, Joe, because you know this is my, my new project, so I'm very excited to talk about it. So this is something that we created that built on the success and the student feedback from the career planning micro module. And we've, we've very much developed this based on some responses from students and also research that your team has been do doing on employer re requirements. So it focuses very much on, you know, what is it uh, do you need to do to be a successful professional in the modern workplace? You know, how do you have impact? How do you build your profile? And, and through those two things, you know, how can you develop a successful and sustained career? So we divided it into four topics and it's very much focused on skills. So we've got the, the topics of focus on the persuasive professional, the strategic professional, the entrepreneurial professional and the market aware professional. And Laura and I got to develop this during COVID-19. So when it was commissioned, so we didn't know we were going to have a pandemic, but we were able to bring into it some of the things we've all been learning about remote working and how business have been adapting and how professionals have been adapting during the pandemic and the way that some of those changes will stay. So we're hoping it's one of the most up-to-date pieces of careers and employability learning you know, available at any university currently and very much about helping you develop and present your skills to your current and future employers. Why is professional impact and profile so important given the COVID-19 context that you've mentioned? I think I think there's two elements here. So I think there's an element of change and an element of um, geographic um, isolation. So therefore, so first of all, I think the you know, a lot of change has been accelerated by the global crisis. Already, um, organisations were commenting about the speed of change and you were hearing about the, the VUCA environment, you know, volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous was often being talked about, which meant that organisations were looking all the time for change makers and people to be able to continue the development, to, to, sorry, to demonstrate that they could add value in a changing environment. Just because you do your job last year doesn't mean that you're adding value this year. So I think that speed of change, 
Then I think with COVID-19, the fact that suddenly people were often working in a much more geographically isolated and dispersed way meant that your opportunities to network, not only with your broader network, but even your immediate colleagues, means a mastery of the digital platforms, which has been new to many people, and that it means that you have to often be more explicit. So there's less grapevine and more explicit messaging needed if you're going to um, build a reputation of being a professional who gets things done and adds value to an organisation. And Laura, uh, could you tell us about the webinar topics that relate most strongly to the idea of the professional uh, impact and profile micromodule? Yeah, absolutely, Joe. I mean, we really wanted uh, to make sure that in addition to the material that students will be working through uh, on the uh, PIPs, as we often describe it, uh, micromodule, we will also want to have some content uh, that students could engage with as well through the webinar programmes. And in my experience with our students, they have so many skills, but they're often struggling with how can they showcase them. So we actually had a series called Showcase Your Skills, where we looked at these different strands that Liz was just talking about in terms of the persuasive professional, etc. Um, and we thought, well, what does that mean in practice? And it's things like emotional intelligence. So we had a webinar where we looked explicitly about how can you use emotional intelligence? Because one thing we know from speaking to recruiters as often as Liz and I do is that they're looking for not only change makers, but individuals who are resilient in the face of incessant and sometimes random, uh, and as we've seen, global changes that can't be predicted. How can you demonstrate that you're not just going to be able to cope in these environments, but thrive in them? So we were able to produce some materials that really went into sufficient detail, and we actually gave examples of specific job vacancies relating to different stages of career, whether that's an early stage role, a more senior role or a significantly senior role. And we unpicked those job descriptions to give an illustration of how these skills are enacted in the workplace. And then we also had a series called Think Like a Recruiter. Uh, where we were able to get the students to put themselves in the employer's shoes and interrogate things like different CVs and different types of interview answer. Because I think sometimes, particularly if we're in the process of applying for lots of jobs, maybe we're in a position where we're having to apply for jobs if we're in between work, for example, if we've been made redundant, etc., you know, it's very easy to get into the state of mind, the sort of firefighting state of mind of I've just got to keep applying, I've just got to fill in these forms, I've just got to produce these resumes without really taking a step back and thinking, what am I actually trying to achieve here? What's, you know, what narrative am I trying to convey about what I can offer these organisations and how well I can deal with change, whether that's in tech or in personnel or whatever it might be. So that series of material, I think, really helped our students to get a sense of, OK, this is what the employer needs to hear from me. And this is how I can repackage and retailer my application effectively. At the time of, of us recording this, we're one year in um, of the global, we're still in the global pandemic. And there's obviously um, been lots of bad news around jobs and recession um, uh, at the moment. Are there good news stories about careers that, that you can tell us, Liz? Uh, so I get, to, I get to respond to that one first. Thank you, Joe. Well, I do. I think it's a great question. So 
my professional philosophy is I do evidence-based hope. So if you work in careers, what you notice is that what mainstream news will always report about the job market is negative. And so I look at the job market every week and I talk to students every week. And there are jobs advertised every week. And in fact, we've seen new jobs and opportunities created in the pandemic with the move to remote working. We've seen more virtual internships than ever before, which has actually opened up opportunities to people who couldn't otherwise access them as we had the experience with our own University of London distance learning students with the Bright Network scheme last summer. So, you know, there is all there are always opportunities. This is not to you know, diminish the fact that, you know, individuals you know, have lost their jobs, individuals facing hardships or jobs that they might hope to go in, into have become far more difficult because of a change in that. Um, things, but also other individuals have found new jobs created. Some sectors have boomed during the pandemic. And so as often in crisis, you know, the the some job sectors will expand and some will reduce. So I think that's why Laura and I put such a focus on researching the job market and looking at the relevant business price to make sure that you do have a sense of what's happening in the sectors of which you are particularly interested, rather than taking on this sense of general gloom, which it's very easy to do if you just listen to the mainstream press. And just individually, I can tell you that one of my students got a job job last week so that was the best piece of careers news that I heard last week. <laughs> Laura what's your thoughts? Yeah I mean I would obviously endorse a lot of that but for me I think this revolution in remote working we really can't underestimate that potential and we're almost too close to it at the moment I think to really recognise what this means but you know the fact that we did have so many of our University of London students engaging with the virtual internship programme that we allied with last year and also who are now able to apply for virtual internships with some leading graduate recruiters who would have perhaps been harder to kind of get that initial experience with in the past I think is incredibly exciting and the fact that you know our students and graduates can indeed go on platforms such as LinkedIn and do vacancy searches using the remote specification which means that there's a huge range of opportunities that uh, simply weren't available in the past and I absolutely agree that we're all about cutting through the narrative you know gloom does sell more papers than perhaps uh, kind of steady hope and I think at the end of the day it's about the fact that there are still vacancies there are still areas of the economy that are responding uh, with growth and whether that's renewable energies fintech health telehealth etc but at the same time, it's not to underestimate the the dealing with change and disruption to labour markets. And we know that some of our students who've shared in the chat box that their hours have been cut or their roles have been diminished. But equally, I think it's being aware that post pandemic, and I know we're not at that stage yet, but often after times of great crisis, we see a lot of renewed uh, activity, whether that's new businesses coming on stream, whether that's new startup concepts um, and lots of new activity within labour markets. So I would say to all of our students is, you know, don't underestimate yourself and don't underestimate the labour market um, because it is possible, particularly if you engage in some of the enhancement activities we're providing and look at some of the materials 
to demonstrate that you are taking the main character in your career development. You're not a passive figure. You are your own career protagonist. That's so fascinating how, how both of you have come at that and, and, and what your advice. I mean, it does give everybody hope. There is hope. Um, and I think the work that you're doing as well is in supporting our students through this is invaluable. So um, I want to kind of end, I suppose, really, and asking both of you the same question. And that is you are both you're here for our students, uh, you know, on a weekly basis. You're providing advice. What's been the best careers advice you've ever received? I'll start with you, Laura. Great question. I think, I mean, I I am lucky that I know a lot of very skilled careers advisors. <laughs> so if and when I have had career mm-hmm. decisions to make myself, I've been able to draw on their expertise. And one phrase that really stuck with me uh, and has continued to influence my practice professionally is there are no mistakes, only lessons. And the reason I'm sharing that one is I think, you know, a lot of the questions we get asked by our students are around fear of the unknown. You know, what what if it doesn't work? What if I get an opportunity, a placement, and I don't like it? What if I start working at this type of organisation and it doesn't suit me? And sometimes it's really nice to think, yeah, what if? What if all of that bad stuff happens? It's still going to be a really rich learning experience. So it gives me the confidence to be bold, to say yes to projects, even if I'm not sure how I'm going to do it. I just believe I'm going to give it my best shots. And some of the most rewarding uh, developments in my career, moving from being a a lecturer and working in education away from English literature towards careers education. You know, I wasn't sure whether it was the right move, but I decided to give it a try. And it's turned out to be, for me at least, a very happy story. So, yeah, so there are no mistakes, only lessons. How about you, Liz? So, uh, like you, um, I know some very wise people, both in and out of the careers profession, and I do every so often take the opportunity to talk through my decisions with them. And I think, you know, this is for a shout out for the sort of fellow mature career changers, because I do know that we have some mature students in the University of London distance learning because they come to webinars. And sometimes they talk to me about ageism. You know, I'm now 56. And I'm still, you know, fully trying to develop my career. And I think the best advice that was I was given was somebody who said, if you really are serious about making a sustained contribution until you're 70, then do something radical at 55. Now, the radical thing I chose to do was to leap into digital employability and work with the University of London Distance Learning students. I've never regretted it for a day. And and so I think that that encouragement to say that sometimes you need to send a signal that actually you are still up for the game and that you are committed to learning and innovating and doing something differently. And I think when you make those bold steps, they do have their moments of challenge, but they also have their moments of great reward. And I am very, very grateful to the individual who strengthened my nerve to make the change that I did. All of us can share in that because it's been so fantastic having you part of the team, Liz, um, supporting and providing careers advice and resources uh, alongside Laura for our um, distance learners. Um, Thank you both for your time today. It's been so insightful and so interesting to hear about um, your 
both your journeys and all of the resources that you have put together and continue to put together for our students. Um, I really do encourage students to join the weekly webinars and drop-in sessions and to look up the resources that we do have available on the student portal because they really will help you through and navigate through um, your student journey onwards. Thanks for your time. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to, to be part of this podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Just a reminder that recordings of previous webinars and the sign-up form for future webinars and drop-in sessions, as well as the other careers resources mentioned, are available in the student portal. This podcast was produced by the Student Experience Team, University of London.